welcome to Kenyan Queer Questions. I am Antonio Luich. And I am Ima Reed. It is May 17. <laughs> and it's Idaho! Indeed. God it's the International it. Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, and Transphobia. Let's jump right in. What is homophobia? Oh, homophobia. So, I will try to use as few words as possible. Homophobia is discrimination and isolation and rejection and even insults towards persons who are queer. By queer in this state, we mean homosexual identifying persons, okay? Right. That tendency or that need or that feeling or that action that brings othering of queer people, whether it's, and it's extreme. Some is verbal, some is physical, some is societal, how a whole society can be homophobic <laughs> and just throw you aside. And, Within it, I believe we also have transphobia and biphobia as, as issues that are covered during Idaho. So, Tony, expound on those two. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same thing that you've said, only applying to bisexual persons and trans people. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's that othering. It's, it's all the hate and discrimination and the verbal abuse, the physical abuse that people yeah. face. And they face this because of just the fact that they are of a sexual orientation or gender identity that is not considered to be normal by the society. Acceptable. Or acceptable. Like, recognized. Oh God, yes. There's so many, so many words good words. <laughs> acceptable, recognized by society. I mean, I mean that, that thing, mm -hmm. the fact yeah. that we are different, yeah. is what causes people to hate and to beat us up in the streets and to yeah. insult us and to spit on us and just being bad to people. Yeah. So that's, that's homophobia. Yeah. And you know, this year, this year the theme is on mental health and well-being. We are looking at uh, the International Day Against Homophobia in the eyes of our own mental health and our own well-being. Yeah. Uh, let's just have a small conversation about mental okay. health. And then for me, mental health and my own well-being is, mm. is something, our mental health is something that we really, really, really need to focus on. Yeah. And the, the, the reason why we need to focus on that is because as queer identifying people yeah. we do as you said earlier we do face a lot of stigma a lot of discrimination yeah. and that does have an impact on our mental health true we have people being depressed and mm -hmm. once you've lost your job you don't even know how to look for another job because it is known that you are queer it is known that you are different you have people taking their own lives yeah on mental health i've been thinking about this conversation and I feel the approach that we have been giving it might be isolated yeah. in that every Kenyan, there's a chance to suffer complications based on very many things in our lives that affect our wellness in terms of mental health or psychology in other ways, even our emotional health. Yeah. And when I think of mental health of queer people, there are four key points I like to bring an eye towards right. and I hope people would actually consider. I feel the first piece that affects mental health of queer people is within the socialization of the early years. That's the first time you start starting to learn how to hate yourself. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you sit somewhere and everything is normal, but what you know you are, especially 
when you've gotten a chance to know who you are. Right. Sometimes it's worse after you've known. When you're oblivious and sexuality is not that much, and people mature very differently. We yeah. grow differently. There are people who are aware of their sexuality at the ages of 12, some at the age of 6. Either way, within this time, people are elevating the heterosexual narrative right. of what sexuality should be like. And all these promises and all the movies we are watching about fairy tales and a man and a woman and all that, mm -hmm. that injures our mental health. Second, when we get to puberty, and we start having reactions to the people we desire. Mm. I swear, every queer person can testify of that one person you cared for so much, and you went and poured your heart, and then all of a sudden, you demon, I'm not like you. I feel oh, that's another key point yeah. of mental health, right. and within it, I also like to structure the school situation, how the administration treats you, what the curriculum is and what it is teaching about everything that is not you. CRE. Yes. When <laughs> <laughs> even biology nowadays, they kind of decide to ignore science, but yeah. let's teach our children. Third, from the adulthood, early years, between 18 to, let's say, 25, when you're starting to try to find your space within society, You've left school. You need to be a person your parents respect, your siblings can rely on. At that point, that thought within our family, whereby even if you're a heterosexual person listening right now, you know the black sheep in your family has a bigger chance of being the homosexual who is even stable with a job and everything else that you find fitting. Put quotes on that. I can relate Yet, to that. The person who is even the one robbing you people every day, even a person on a drug habit, yeah. might even be valued more within a family setup yeah. than the homosexual. That is another key point of how our mental health is injured within this recognition and acceptance of authentic living of who we are. Right. And it's, is, it, mm -hmm. is it not about how society views homosexuality that yes. affects how family then will treat that homosexual person within Very it. true. Right. And there's also something else that has always bothered me within that. The parents we interact with, mm -hmm. parents who have queer children, this is also the same space whereby they suffer the most. No, I don't mean more than the queer person. Trust <laughs> me, and I'm sorry if I lied to you in that way. I mean, parents have to think of how to express this and even defend this, which might not be a necessary struggle right now, to their peers. Actually. And I have seen parents go through worse depression when their child comes out mm -hmm. than the child. And maybe the mental health on Idaho should also focus on what our families are going through in this context of Africa where patriarchy is so ingrained that a mother would better throw away their kid than suffer the rebuke and the finger pointing of all the chamas and church goers oh within her spaces. Sense. Yeah, so today, also you parent, we are with you. This is part of homophobia. You're okay. suffering mental health based on homophobia. It is a fantastic way to actually look at mental health on this day that we are focusing yeah. on mental health and yeah. well-being. Because yes, our parents do exist. Our yeah. parents are a part of our society. They are part of our reality. They face a certain kind of stigma, a certain mm -hmm. kind of discrimination when yeah. the children come out to them as gay. Yeah. So we need to think about what to do about the parents and friends mm -hmm. of gay and lesbian people who come out and they have to process this whole thing of... Yeah oh my God, this child is a homosexual, how am I going to deal with it? We need to figure out ways to focus on that. And understand the reason, first of all, on a day that speaks for homosexual persons, I am not trying to elevate another struggle as more important, but then I look at my own spaces and I had a head start. I understood what I am, but if I woke up to my mother right now, 
hey, I'm get she's working with less information, yeah. less understanding of what this is. Even True. the way we keep saying every day here on every episode, queer persons, information is power. You're going to empower yourself. You're going to defend yourself. Just have more confidence in who you are. You're not a sin. But my mom can't really say that. It goes against every belief she has and all that. But the point is, within that narrative of trying to establish ourselves at the ages of 18 to 25 within society, we might succeed we might end up never having to bow down and live authentically as who we are. True. But not everybody is that lucky. But then you get there, and then all of a sudden, for the rest of your life, whichever space you took, you are the thing to defend what you are. Oh. Whereby, if you're in this office, or whether there is this gathering, you're the token gay. Mm. And yours is to explain and explain and explain until you're out of words. <laughs> having to defend yourself all the time. It can get quite tiring, yeah. especially for the LGBT activists. I know I get tired of having to defend myself, having to defend my own existence Each over time. and over and over again can yeah. be incredibly tiring. It causes me so much stress and I get depressed, but this is what we need to do. We need to get the society to understand who we are. Okay, and last word, I'm sorry, on mental health. <laughs> this is not what mental health looks like in the community. This is a narrative of where our psyches are injured the most, but there's a lot of cases of depression within society and understandable from the first episode we ever did. This will be the fourth one. Yeah. If you can go through those questions yourself, you'll understand how a person might feel a need not to wake up every day and try hard. There is also the drug abuse that most people will fall into while trying to balance and cope with their existence or whatever shit that the society has thrown at them. But there is also suicide cases mm -hmm. in this community. There's a point of rejection whereby people feel, okay, I agree, I don't belong here. And that needs to be something you can be associated with before you die. Do not let people go to the grave because you made it hard for them to be here. The blackmail that gay men go through. Yeah. We have all the bashing and physical assaults. And let's not mention the corrective rape of lesbians. The sodomization of queer men when they refuse to be extorted. These are extremes that in this society, I really hope at this 21st century, we should not be discussing. We shouldn't be discussing someone going and taking their own lives just because... Yeah. Something that they have no control over. Yeah, so for Idaho, please, kindly, not just today, but for as long as you can humanly be aware of who you are, do not use your words or your hands to injure a person based on something they are. I hope that can be common sense and nothing else. It should be. Yeah. It absolutely should okay. be. Okay. Hey, you know what? This, this is such a difficult conversation to have, so I'm, I'm just going to throw us into something else completely different. <laughs> And uh, a friend of mine was having dinner with her family and, or, you know, they were having dinner and she said that she doesn't like fish. And the sister said, how can you be a lesbian yet you do not like fish? Was how would you answer around? that question? <laughs> the family was around. Okay. They all, they, she's out to her family. Yeah. So the, the sister asked her, how can you be a lesbian yet you don't like fish? How would you answer that question, Nima? I, I love answering questions with questions first. For the sister, I hope you really like beef, considering you're straight. <laughs> for those of us who don't understand the reference between fish and lesbians, it's not even about lesbians, it's about fish and vagina. 
whereby persons have used the word sushi to refer to the vagina in that its texture. Some claim smell, some claim how it feels. It's fishy. <laughs> vagina is fishy. <laughs> so it's from a sister who is accepting. I can take it. Actually, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Oh, yeah, it's fine, actually. Can I give that one a pass? For once, I don't want to cause about that one. But I hope she loves beef. And so does every straight woman. <laughs> I think this, this question was asked out of making fun of the fact that lesbians like vagina, which <laughs> apparently are fishy. I didn't know that. Um, but if we can take another angle to that question, if we can look at it as today is the International Day Against Homophobia, mm. biophobia, but then some questions are usually asked out of malice. Yes. Like the question about the loose assholes in episode yeah. one. This question can actually be asked out of malice to yeah. make someone feel low. Okay. So it can be asked in, a, in, in various ways. True. To be honest, if I was to react, since you're pushing me to react yes, by I usual way to this, <laughs> if I am to react, this question is more sexist than homophobic and that's my anger with it if it comes from a fellow woman and if she's in acceptance and she is she has embraced her vagina Mm -hmm. as fishy she can very powerfully say that but if it comes from a space of discrimination you're once more as a fellow woman within a society where women are so marginalized and not just queer women in kenya women have been valued less than even the children they bore so many times for you as a fellow woman to reduce the power and the mystic and the prowess of that complication and that beautiful anatomy that is vagina into fish. And no, I am not saying anything wrong about fish. I find them very mystic. Yeah, and I appreciate fish, but if it comes from that space, it's legitimate. But as a fellow woman, I would take it from a man who needs to be educated because he's not interacted with the power of a person right. whenever they face that fish you're talking about. Right. You just need to witness what your own body and what your own vagina can actually do for you to realize there is language that he doesn't deserve. Exactly. Okay. I'll Thank you pushed. for actually re- <laughs> reacting the way I wanted you to react. It's the same question I must. How can you be a loo yet you don't like fish? Because I actually don't like fish. You know? Like, right. what is happening, people? Yeah. What is it about fish? Fishy, fishy everywhere. Right. Next question. Why do gay men try to emphasize their masculinity by lying that they are top and then you find out they are not? Right. There's so many angles to this question. <laughs> First of all, I probably need to explain what a top and a bottom oh, is. Please, yeah. The question that we were asked, I think, in the first episode, where we were asked who is the man and who is the woman. Yeah. So it's about penetration. It's about mm-hmm. who is in charge. It's yeah. about taking charge sexually. So a top is a person who pitches, mm-hmm. <laughs> who penetrates. Yes. And the bottom is the one who catches, who is penetrated. Accepts. Accepts. He, the and vagina holder, the powerful <laughs> one, is what you mean. The, the powerful <laughs> Okay. But, you know, the, there's emphasizing masculinity. I think it, it's a part of the society. Okay. It's a question about the fact that we live in an incredibly patriarchal society. We perceive men as stronger and bolder and yeah. all those good things that you want mm-hmm. people to have. And we perceive feminine people as weaker and soft-spoken and frail and all that. 
And it's about that. It's about embracing patriarchy. It's not even an issue of emphasizing masculinity. Yeah. It's about embracing patriarchy. And yes, there are gay men who claim to be top. Yeah. They claim to be top in order for them to em emphasize their masculinity, to make themselves look more man. And attractive. To some people. Yeah, it's more successful if to you're top. And well, <laughs> to some people, yes. I mean, uh, there are people who find feminine men attractive. There are people who find masculine men attractive. Yeah. So it's really about, like we said, it's, it's a huge spectrum, sexuality. Yeah. It's really broad. So why do they want to emphasize masculinity? It's how we've been brought up. We've been brought up to believe that the man is the one who's on top and the Dang woman yeah. is in the bottom. And yeah. we want to enhance that, which is wrong in my opinion. I think people need to accept themselves for who they are and to live in a society that actually accepts everyone for who they are. So sad though. It is sad, it it's is sad, sad, but it happens. It, yeah. is, it, it happens. And you know, just to add on to that particular question, mm -hmm. what, person asked what is the obsession with sexual positions in, in this queer community why can't we just find love <laughs> this person actually referred to dating sites yeah. talking about that in that the first question you st when you start chatting with somebody is what's your position are you talking about something yeah and let's throw in the versatile and tony please quick explanation for the verse what is a versatile person the people who can be top and can be bottom depending on who they are with depending on their moods it's it's penetrator penetrator penetrating it's it's ah, again broad okay yeah and kind of let's still not forget there are queer people who are not having sex exactly. before we go too far with this penetration. <laughs> <laughs> um, positions. I feel as a queer woman, it's not a conversation I'm exposed to much. I have had it a lot. Even queer men who are friends of mine and they'll tell me, hook me up with a top or a verse. And I rarely get the bottoms. So maybe there was legitimacy in the first question. <laughs> <laughs> and when I get the bottom, it's from very privileged people, which I have a problem with. Yeah, if, if I hope you find your problem in there. <laughs> so within position, on my case, it's assumed. On queer women, it's a quick assumption based on how you look. How you express yourself. How you express yourself. Right whether you are confident, whether you look manly, whether you're a tomboy, whether you're athletic in nature, people will always assume, or lesbians will quickly assume, that you fall under the giver, the protector. Uh -huh. And these positions are not even sexual as much as they are in lifestyle. Right. It goes like, if I date you, you'll be responsible for this and this and this. And power dynamics are very determined by that. And then comes in the gender roles that we were gathering up and speaking of. Obsession with position is an obsession with patriarchy, <laughs> is all I have to say. But I, I think it's about compatibility yeah. uh, as well. Yeah. Because if I consider myself a pure bottom, yeah then I would want to date someone who is a top. Why? Because it's, it's more compatible. It, it's compatibility, basically. But I feel, I feel yeah. like I would be more sexually compatible with a person who will give me what I want sexually. Isn't it? Maybe you would. <laughs> I, on the other hand, <laughs> and, love equals. <laughs> I love my equals. And I am very attracted to masculine women. Right. And I want us to walk around looking like a confusion. And I want us to worry about who is stopping who at the end of the night. I want you to sit there concerned about how is this going to go. I love a mystery. That's, and sometimes I feel more homosexual than lesbian when I put it that way. <laughs> 
yeah. I mean, this this conversation can be had for hours and end. It's yeah. it's basically preference. It's preference. It's yeah. it's a, it's about how you express yourself sexually. And we said this before that it is okay to express yourself in whatever way, however you want, that you want to express yourself sexually. Mm. Any way that you can experience sexual pleasure, it's fine. And if you are attracted to people who are top or to people who are bottom, yeah. it's it's fine as well. It's and fine. if you just want to find love, that's also fine. Very fine, actually. Maybe one day we'll break all these boundaries. <laughs> we are going to take a short break. Uh, when we return, we are going to answer a few more questions. And happy Idaho. Happy Idaho, people. See you soon. Welcome back, people. I am Ima Reed. I am Anthony Lutch. We are on the last segment of the Idaho episode of Kenyan Queer Questions. Woo-hoo. <laughs> so the, the, the next question that we're going to answer was asked out of concern yeah. for what we are going through as a community. And the person asked, why do gay people expect equal rights, yet there is so much stigma within the community? Because everybody expects them to. <laughs> Everybody expects equal rights. Yeah, actually, maybe it's a right we should have to, that expectation, that hope that one day we can all be normal and be treated equal. Maybe that is valid. It is valid. Yes, and the stigma and discrimination, and this person elaborated in terms of race and class and positioning and sexism. These are societal ailments that we are all suffering. You don't come to the queer community and you're given a template. So stop being transphobic. Stop being homophobic. Kindly be kind to your straight people and do your civic duty to the nation and be proudly Kenyan. No, everybody has a right to still be themselves. Not every... For example, why are heterosexual people so discriminatory of each other in terms of class? Like they treat their poor so poor and their rich so important and yet we are all heterosexual. The point is, each question we reverse from my side of homosexuality we end up looking the same. And yes, it is more important for queer people right now to speak and try practice ways that are accommodating and tolerable to everybody. But within queerness is that acceptance of all persons, regardless of who they are and where they are. And the community is not bordered. The community does ha- doesn't have monthly meetings whereby there's disciplinary actions of the people who are discriminating exactly. each other or anything. No, it's a, there are people within this community who don't even see other queer people any time but once a year, and I hope today on Idaho. But <laughs> the point is, everybody needs to work and correct themselves in terms of political consciousness. Right. That is a duty towards yourself. And yes, within a community, it might be 
beautiful. Most likely, it would be perfect if there wasn't any sexism within it. If everyone was treated equally in terms of voice and resources and value. Yes. And to be honest, isn't that what the whole world needs? We hope Muslims will be seen as equals. We hope the tribes that are isolated in Asian spaces can just be respected and their heritage shown the same privilege as the white culture that we embody most of the time. Right. So this conversation covers everything and everybody and the, ask, the person who asked the question, yes, you're right. There is discrimination within gay people. There is discrimination within heterosexual persons. There is discrimination in churches. There is discrimination in government. There is discrimination everywhere. everywhere. Can we just kill all this hate yeah. before we point fingers? Then can after, we all just get you along? Know, can we just get along, man? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's something. I mean, why do we expect equal rights? Because we should be treated equally. Yeah. We should all be treated equally. That's maybe a utopian ideal mm -hmm. that we're looking towards, but it is what should happen. We all need to be treated equally, regardless of our race, our sex, our gender. Our, we have Article 27 of the Constitution of Kenya, which mm -hmm. says everyone should be treated equally before the law. Yeah. So we all expect equal treatment. So, our next question, can gay men and straight men be good friends? Yeah. <laughs> what is the correlation between sexual orientation and friendship? My friends are people who I can rely on to be there for me whenever I have any needs and to yeah. be there for me when I just want to hang out with someone. You know, someone I can sit with um, at home and mm. watch TV without even thinking about talking to each other, but we know that we are in each other's presence. Yeah. That's a friend to me. So whether he's straight or gay, does that really matter? Should sexual orientation yeah. play any part in, in, in friendship? Yes, there are people who claim that every gay man wants to screw every other man that they meet. <laughs> You've heard that. I yeah, mean, I have. The moment someone finds out that, a man finds out that I'm a gay person, they go, oh, don't come near my ass. I mean, it, <laughs> people, people do say that. People do say that. People say, hey, uh, you find out that uh, you, as a lesbian woman, yeah. uh, tell someone else that you're a lesbian and they're afraid of you because they're afraid that you're going to hit on them. Oh, sad. It is sad. I have experienced that so By the many way, times. yeah, I say that a lot, especially on Facebook. First, there's this meme I love so much. Yeah. It's a picture of a girl holding a bottle of something, as lesbians do. <laughs> <laughs> she says, um, yes, I may be a lesbian, but you're not my type. For example, earlier, I said I'm attracted to very androgynous women yeah. or persons. You are very likely not my type, even when you're gay. So people can be friends regardless of their sexual <laughs> yeah. orientation or gender identity or how they express themselves. It's just an issue of treating each other nicely. Yeah, and so. platonic love is another beautiful experience that should not be tainted with thoughts of sexualizing each other. And it's a pure space. Like, it friendships is. is so awesome. Friendships <laughs> are the best. People say that two gay men cannot be good friends. People say that yeah. two lesbian women cannot be good friends and not have sex. I have so it's many possible, very. gay friends who I don't have sex with. Yeah. I have a few that I do, but I have many. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I, I knew it. <laughs> I knew this would end as well as that it had started. Of course. <laughs> and that means that I can, as a gay man, be very good friends, very close friends with a straight yeah. man. Yeah. It is a 
possibility and it happens. So Anthony is receiving friends for all straight men out there who yes. are concerned. You'll be treated well with a lot of boundaries and your ass will be safe. Your ass will be safe. I shall I, be. I will not come near it. <laughs> my friends know that I'm an incredibly loyal friend. And those are the things that should matter. Exactly. That is the end of today's episode. We are happy for no reason. You should see how we are glowing. We oh. look like Vaseline on my son. Yes. And, <laughs> and we need to go everywhere and make gay noise. Yes. And kindly, if you receive an emergency call, come save us. But we'll be offering a lot of love to strangers and hugs. Yes. I have a badge written gay today, just in case you're wondering where to get a hug. Oh. And I'm finding a t-shirt. Yes, we're giving gay hugs today <laughs> to random strangers in Nairobi City. Yeah, and kindly, don't starve us. <laughs> uh, right, to all queer persons out there, happy Idaho. May this day grow to be irrelevant in the years to come. May people celebrate your existence and not just put a name like homophobia in the day that you are appreciated. Absolutely. May people look at you and find no need to point out your difference. Enjoy your fabulousness and your existence and get laid tonight. And to everyone else <laughs> out there listening to us, we love you. We do. As much as we experience all this homophobia and bisphobia and transphobia, we still love you. We are a part of this society. We have been a part of this society forever and we will remain a part of this society and we will still love you. Happy Idaho, everybody. Happy Idaho. <laughs>